that's warmed my heart by talking about the Bible, about the value of the Bible, the story of it, how it is our foundation. And uh, I think I was making too much noise, whooping at all the quotes or saying along all the quotes with him, which are so dear to my heart. The Word of God is what we build our lives on. But this week, we're looking at the life and gifts of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And uh, it's a very old, cheesy saying, but it nevertheless is a very good one. All word, you dry up. All spirit, you blow up. (laughs) Word and spirit, you grow up. And I think um, I would love us to have that, take that to heart, that we will be people of the Word and people of the Spirit and hold them together in growing to maturity um, in Jesus. And in St. John's, we're in this new chapter in our life together. We build on all that's gone before, but we need to do that with Christian character with humility, with faith, looking for God's way forward, which might, who knows what God's way forward is? Who knows what God's next step is? He wants our hearts, our obedience, our trust, our love. Um, He doesn't give us a route map going for the next five miles. He says, here's the next step. Walk with me, trust me, because he's more interested in our trusting and obeying him than he is in knowing everything and being all very smart about it. And uh, I want this morning to give you a couple of helicopter views, if you like, about who we are, and then look at the gifts God has for us. And um, every slide that's up here has got a mystery black box on it. So um, I've got some slides up, so if you get bored of listening to me or look, Uh, looking at me, you can look up at that. But that black box is the gifts, gift, gifts that God has given to you. And I want you, if, if your mind wanders from what I'm saying, I would like it to wander to this. What gifts have you given me, Lord? What is it that, um, Maybe I, I, I need to bring to you and say, Lord, would you anoint this? Would you fill this with your spirit? that I might be Jesus every day in my life. Or maybe there's something new God wants to give to you. Maybe some new door God wants to open. And that's uh, your little black box up there. So the next thing is really, um, we are, two helicopter views, we are a resurrection people. We are a resurrection people. We live after Jesus has risen from the dead. God raised Jesus to his right hand on high and poured out the Holy Spirit. And uh, living in the light of the resurrection means this. Unless you're a completely liberal, secular Christian, it means we are supernatural people. The supernatural is part of the whole. There is a real spiritual world of which this created world is a part. It's not some two separate boxes, it's one whole. And originally the Hebrew and the Old Testament worldview embraced this. It's a whole. 
And it continues to be a biblical and Christian worldview. But what happens is we're living in a society with a secular Western mindset. uh, And this is not the view of many in the world around us. And it was similar in Jesus' time because in Jesus' time there were the Greeks. And the Greek, this is where this comes from, the Greek mindset puts people in compartments. There's your mind and there's the spiritual bit and there's the physical bit and they're all compartmentalized. And it comes down to us a little bit in our own secular Western mindset. For the Christian We are a resurrection people. There's no difference between the natural and the supernatural, the everyday and the divine revelation that God might bring, between getting on and brushing your teeth and boiling your egg for breakfast and God coming into your life with some new revelation, miraculous, whatever. It's all of a one. It's a God-given whole. That's how God has created and formed this world. Um, That just seemed to me to be a good starting point with all of this because when we're thinking about things that are God-given, it's a whole. There aren't compartments in and sorts of gifts that God gives some gifts to some people and some more gifts to other people. It's all of a whole. That's helicopter view one. Helicopter view two is, we are a post-Pentecost people. We live in the age of the Spirit. Jesus ascended to the Father's right hand on high. He poured out his Holy Spirit so that Jesus was not, it's obvious, but it's worth saying, he he was in one place at one time, but now by his Spirit he's everywhere. Uh, when I have traveled um, in different places of the world and I meet believers that look different and celebrate different and eat different, I have the world in common with them because they love Jesus and we are brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ. The church of Jesus Christ is people united around Jesus from every tribe and nation and language and tongue. Jesus going away means that we will... Jesus said, when I go away, you will do the works that I do, and greater than these will I do, because I've gone to my Father in heaven. Uh, Jesus sent his Holy Spirit to equip God's people for works of ministry. And so as we grow in the fruit of the Spirit, which is the work that his presence inside us brings about... God calls us to give away the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So now I'll get to the gifts bit. Um, God's gifts are for all of God's people. In um, 1 Corinthians, in our reading, we, what we have is one of a handful of gifts, across, lists of gifts across the New Testament. Um, the lists of gifts and ministries in the New Testament are not, this is what is the church, apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, and ministers. No, actually, that's just another Greek sort of box. Um, Try reading 1 Corinthians 12, 
1 Corinthians 14, Ephesians, Romans, all of Acts, and you will find the life of the Spirit and the wonderful diversity of all the gifts that God gives lived out in the church. Um, There are lots of lists, and in those lists there are no divisions of two lists into, oh, well, these are supernatural gifts, um, miracles, healing, prophecy, speaking in tongues. And these are nice normal gifts. Administration, I can manage that. Uh, helping people, I can do that, yes. We understand they aren't, there aren't two lists in the Bible. There's just God's gifts, and all of them need the fruit of the Spirit needs Christian character, need um, kind of uh, God's wisdom in administering them. God's gifts are for God's people. They are not just for people in the middle. God's gifts are not just for people who are 30 to 50. God's gifts are for people who are 0 to 10 and 10 to 20 and 20 to 30 and 60 to 70 and Caleb generation going on. Um, People, because people are getting older, they don't lose the gifts God's given them. They just maybe got a bit less energy. Um, Children are are often so open. Who hasn't heard the truth spoken from a four-year-old that goes smack? Uh, Because our children haven't been messed about by the world as long as we have and they see things more clearly. But they need the maturity uh, and guidance and teaching that those that are older can provide. I love this in our reading in uh, 1 Corinthians 12. Um, It starts with um, the... I've got too many bits of paper here. I'm doing too much in this service, Sam. Sort of. It starts by saying, it starts by jumping off the edge of 1 Corinthians 13, which is, oh, everybody wants it at their wedding. You know, love is this, love is that, love is the rest. But actually, what nobody has seen is this about um, 1 Corinthians 13. And what nobody, you can miss in our reading, our reading starts with follow the way of love and eagerly desire the gifts of the Spirit. And it finishes with live by the Spirit and walk by the Spirit and live with maturity. In other words, what we've got here is... Hello, Paul, are you still awake? Oh, good. Thank you. You can't have a Jane talk without a visual aid. Actually, it's very nice. Salt beef and horseradish and mayonnaise. A nice bit of cabbage. Sorry, you'll have to wait for yours later. Mm. Very good. You have to wait to finish my mouthful. we got in 1 Corinthians 12 is a sandwich. Oops. We've got a sandwich. The sandwich at the beginning of our passage is the fruit of the Spirit, 
living graciously, walking with God. And the middle is the gifts that God gives, tongues, prophecy, revelation, healing, ministry, um, apostles, If I come to you with some revelation that God's spoken to me and said, Simon, I think God really loves you, huh, and I don't like, you know, you're not going to receive that very well. You'll just get in the middle of the sandwich. I want to say, I just think God, do you know God loves you so much? I want to say it from my heart with love and kindness. And sometimes that needs the maturity of being able to put on the brakes because you get excited about what God said. But say God speaks to you, you need to think, I wonder, Lord, you've told me that. What do I do about it? That's interesting, Lord. Thank you for showing me that. When should I, when, when is this for? I think sometimes we get really, it's really great that God speaks to us, but we need to understand it and ask for wisdom to know what God's saying and what we do about it. Did you know that all of the gifts of the Spirit, apart from one, are for other people? I've got a list of a load here. You can come and get one sometime if you run out. I'm sure Nina can send you some more, but I've got a list of administration, apostles, cross, discernment, evangelism, encouragement, faith, giving, healing, helping, hospitality, intercession, interpretation. Use all my singing diaphragm. Knowledge, leadership, listening, mercy, miracles, music, pastoral care, prophecy, service, simplicity, single or married, teaching, tongues, wisdom. And that's just the beginning. You know, God wants to equip his church for works of ministry. And if I was to, if I had time, I could, we could go around and have conversations. And I, in fact, I, I can see here quite a lot of different individuals who have these and individually, and we are the body of Christ. God equips his church for ministry. Um, And I think that means we need to come to God and say, Lord, I need to grow in the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Because, and Lord, we need you to bring us the revelation and life of your spirit in the life of St. John's. We need you to speak to us and we need you to equip us. We need you to anoint those ministries that were, um, as we've seen here, and raise them up. We need to give us new things that you have. I just got one more thing, um, which is to say, did you know that we, when it comes to the gifts of the spirit, we are posties and we're not benefactors. We're posties, we're not benefactors. We're there to deliver, the, uh, deliver a gift that comes from someone else, from God, and is addressed to someone else that God shows us. Um, we want to do that with as little flourish that shows ourselves on show and as much um, grace and gentleness that shows Jesus on show.
So just finally, um, we're, we're encouraged here to eagerly desire spiritual gifts. Um, I'm, um, my Greek is elementary, but I do know that that means you need to know this hungrily, desperately. There's a thing about, I really, really want this. Eagerly desire spiritual gifts. Ask God, because they are for the good of everybody else. We, we want to see God's church built up. So God, would you equip us? Would you equip me with the gifts that you want to give? What is God calling you to in your black box? What has he already given you? Um, what do you need to receive? There was a discourse about speaking in tongues. That's often, the, that's the one gift that's for me and not for someone else. But it's often the first, in Acts, it's often the first gift. It's the way in to another lot of opening to God. Um, but it's a, it's a prayer language. It's a language of speaking to God and of revelation. But God speaking to us, showing us things. Are you open to receive from God to grow? What we're going to do is um, move straight into our communion prayer in a minute. And uh, when we come up for communion, uh, how we do it is we all come with empty hands, isn't it? And it seems to me that's a good picture of saying, Lord, I offer you myself and I invite you to come like that. And when you receive Jesus in bread and wine, you're receiving him into yourself. Ask him, um, if you would like eagerly desire a gift, how much, uh, do read about this in Luke's gospel, um, how much will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him, says Jesus. We, if we, God doesn't give us things we don't want, but he does respond when we ask. And um, the other thing uh, I just wanted to say to you is um, let's not divide this building in our heads into, well, the prayer ministry happens here and the cake and coffee happen there. Because it might be that just looking around, you might see somebody and you think, I really wonder how so-and-so is. And you've got a little pastoral gift there, but it might be that when you're in the middle of a cup of coffee, you might say, why don't we pray about that? You know, that, that actually there, is, there isn't a, a practical and a, super, and a supernatural end of the church. There's one whole. As well. um, actually, when you're over coffee, when you're chattering about stuff, when you're up here, when you're praying... Um, just let's be open to all that God has for us. Um, isn't, that, isn't that just a wonderful picture that we have here of um, God's gifts to God's people? Let's pray. I just want to make a, a moment of quiet and invite you, if you'd like to, to ask God or listen to God. What is it that God is inviting you into? Is there some place where you need to just fan something into flame?
Lord, we are open to you and we pray that you will gift us with your spirit, with the gifts and graces that you bring. Lord, we pray that Jesus will grow and be glorified and we will decrease. We pray that his kingdom will be established and grow. Come, Holy Spirit, in this place, that we might be a people for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen.